Bitter Pill are committed to producing new writing until theatres in the UK reopen. Through the Painkiller Project, we're open for submissions once a month and are producing two plays from each submission window. If you enjoy the play you're about to hear and you'd like to support the continuation of the project, please consider pledging to our Patreon to make a donation that will be repeated each time a new play is released. Alternatively, you can make a one-off donation through paypal.me. Any donation made would mean the world to us. For more information, follow the links in the description of this podcast. And now the Painkiller Project presents Shadows Burning. When an assassin is tasked with a statement kill, he plans the job in his usual way. However, upon meeting his mark, he realises things are not going to be as straightforward as he thought. Shadows Burning is a highly charged but playful thriller that tells the story of a man's quest for meaning in a constantly confusing world. We hope you like it. Life is not made meaningful by death, but death gives meaning to life. My ninja master confounded me with that when recruiting me over Soba and Sprite. Terrible combo. (laughs) To this day, I wrestle with what he meant. I feel the differences between the East and West are starker now. To me, the wisdom of the East is full of mystery, paradox, wonder. The West, it's full of knowledge, answers the need for proof. When an apple falls from a tree, the man of reason wants to know why. The man of mystery eats it gratefully. Something's been niggling me since my last gig. It was at a wedding. Costa Rica. One of the country's first gay marriages. The groom and groom wore matching purple shoes. White suits. Only one of them gave a speech. I listened. Not many jokes, lots of tears. A note to love in its many shapes. Out of the question for me, white doesn't suit my skin tone anyway. A kill's a kill, though. Death comes as a thief in the night wearing only socks, or a waiter slipping poison into the groom champagne. I don't choose my hits, some do but I think that's a recipe for discrimination. I just met my rabbit in the Lotenburo, the outdoor public bath. By rabbit, I mean target, the mark. I was already in the water. Thamui. It's cold, he hisses, stepping out from the warmth of the washroom. I can't help but stare. Snow flakes his beautiful, unbleached black hair, like melting kisses from the gods. A flannel hangs off his angular shoulder. The glistening face of Okada-san I've seen digitally. From my dive on his past, I found he had Yakuza links, nothing suggesting an active relationship. In the flesh, he is the best-looking expert in non-renewable energy I've come across. He's close to publishing a report justifying construction of new coal-fired power plants. Somebody wants him cremated before that happens. 
he says, plunging into the bath. I say. I let him own the conversation. I already know what I need to know about him. Height, body mass, shoe size, the geography of his face. He asks if I am Hafu. I don't like that term. Half. Half what? Half human. Half a spirit. Half a persona. Always be polite to the man you're about to end. Yes, I say in English as if to prove my heritage. My father was English and my mother's from Nara. I could kill him in the bath. Using ninjutsu pseudo magic. No weapons. The ghost viper sting. Looks like cardiac arrest. No sign of foul play. The redness around the inner demon gate pressure point will have vanished before an autopsy. No. I was being paid for a statement kill. A public execution. More JFK than Harvey Milk. A warning. You're not safe in safe places. Not for me to question the rationale. Are you here for the birds? I ask. Silly question. We're all here for the birds. It's the season of the dancing cranes. The wetlands of Kushiro National Park. Snow laid, windless, a wide expanse becomes a stage. One giant white canvas, like a fingernail plucked from the cloud god. He nods, placing his flannel over his face. Oh, it's tempting. His nipples bob in the water. Two cockroaches smushed against the chopping board. Oyasumi, I say. Got an early rise. See you at the park, he says, lifting his flannel to watch me climb out. Now in my room at the Ryokan, finishing a cup of gemaicha. I lay down the barrel of the rifle I've polished and take out my notepad. The school I trained at has a rule. Each life taken deserves an offering for the onward passage. For every life I take, I write a poem. On this occasion, a haiku seems fitting. Sky, dark like charcoal. No, no, that's not going anywhere. What if I conjure the scene of his death? Winter sun, cranes dance, shadows burning in your eyes, melting red snow melts. Yes, this feels almost right, just... Who could that be? Maybe it's the owner. He looked at me in a certain way. I quickly tuck the barrel under a folded futon. I slide open the door to find Okada-san, alone. Two beers, poured into glasses, cradled in one hand. In the other, he's clutching a... a gift box. He's in a blue yukata. His face shines in the corridor's light. 
He holds out the hand, carrying drinks, and expects me to take one, which I do reflexively. Our knuckles touch. The glass is wet. A bead of sweat hangs from the ridge of his brow. The supraorbital foramen, to give it its proper name. I smashed a few of them in my career. Why is he here? What's in the box? He enters my room without asking. As he wafts past, I smell cologne. Earthy. Musky. Like a forest after heavy rain. We sit across from each other, me squatting on my haunches, him cross-legged. His yukata rides up his smooth legs, the folds forming a dark cave of temptation. Only a glimpse, though, as he rests the box against his knees. Now I see the patterns on the wrapping. Butterflies. Tiny butterflies. Kompai, he says, raising his glass with an inscrutable grin. Chis to what? Hold on. Is he here for me? I, I've hacked his browser history. I, I know what he likes. Drink, he says. It's not laced. Do I trust him? I sniff my drink subtly as the glass reaches my lips. The best date rape drugs, like the best poisons, are odorless. I pretend to drink nothing liquid passing down my gullet. I adjust my posture to sitting cross-legged. I'm in a yukata too. He glances at the futon. I've written you a haiku. Shall I read it? He nods. So I recite to him. I'm not expecting feedback. After I finish, he stretches to place his glass on a table, causing his yukata to fall open. His chest is exposed, down to his midriff. A ladder of hair climbs from his navel. Hmm, sounds like... Basho. He sets the box on the floor, looks again towards the futon. Why did you write me a haiku? I deflect the question with a question. What's in the box? Purezento. He slides the box across the floor and nods earnestly for me to open it. Beneath the butterfly wrapping is a red, lacquered box inlaid with mother of pearl in the shape of a dragon. Inside the box is a tanto, a dagger. Oh shit. There's going to be a death, says Okada. Maybe more than one. Shit. Shit, shit, I've been compromised. I should snap his neck. By killing me, you will be killed by my protector. By not killing me, you will be killed by your paymaster. 
He rises slowly, collects his beer, and peering down at me, whispers, I'm in the room next to the fish tank. Then he's gone, leaving the door open. What should I do? That the man of reason would rationalize outcomes weighing probabilities, the man of mystery would accept his fate, fulfill his duty. Which am I? Can I choose to be half? The Tantor is quite beautiful. Lightweight, smooth, discreet. It's a thoughtful gift. Thank you, Okada-san. For every life I take, I write a poem. I'll write myself a sonnet. Now forty summers have stretched out their years, and as many springs seen their rise and fall. Old autumn's mist brings forth but bitter tears, while winter's frigid hand lays out her paw. So what of this? I end my lonesome speech. Though daring youth at me no longer looks, with morning shame and eyes the nights beseech, are all my loves to live and die in books? I have not lost, but neither have I gained, what time has mostly spent in abject thought. A love men call as pure is no more stained by worship of their faith than what they sought. Therefore, let me say this, and no more but. Love's rose has thorns, and I denied its cut. Shadows Burning was written by William Dobson and performed by Chris Lucum Hoy. It was directed by Max Elton with sound design by Max Pappenheim. Thank you for listening. We are delighted to announce that from next month our productions will be supported using public funding by the National Lottery through Arts Council England. And from everyone here at the Painkiller Project, we'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and we look forward to bringing you more exciting new writing in 2021.